Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, let's review some of the developments regarding election fraud that Democrats always perpetrate as they escalate their war against America. Democrats stole the 2020 presidential election, and they stole many of the congressional elections of 2022, and they are working hard to steal the presidential election of 2024. I have explained those prior events on this program, and new information about the extent of the Democrats' crimes keeps coming out. Just for one of the dozens of ways they cheated, let's review mail-in voting briefly. Democrats strategized throughout the entire year of 2020 how they would subvert the reality that President Trump was going to win re-election in an overwhelming landslide. When the Chinese coronavirus was unleashed on the world, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, said she was not going to allow Congress to give any relief to the people whose jobs were temporarily halted by government orders, unless, among other unrelated things, the election in November would be done entirely by mail. Now, she didn't get that outrageous demand universally, but several states did, in fact, send out unsolicited ballots en masse. Democrats knew they could claim almost any result with such a scheme in the precincts where they were in control. And one of the most blatant examples of how the Democrats used those unsolicited mail-out ballots to cheat was what they did in Pennsylvania after President Trump overwhelmingly won that state on the 3rd of November 2020, actual election day. Pennsylvania reported that they had mailed out 1,823,148 ballots for voters to use. And they said that this mass mail-out was an exception to the normal rules, which they did not go through proper channels to change during the middle of an election cycle, which also was part of the Democrats' crimes. And they credit it to the pandemic. Well, Pennsylvania reported also that they got back from voters 1,462,302 of those ballots. So a little under 1.5 million mail-in votes total, according to Pennsylvania's official reports. But after Trump won, those Democrats in Pennsylvania, and the Office of the Secretary of State particularly, said that of the 1.46 million mail-in votes cast, Joe Biden got 1,994,597 mail-in votes. How about that? They credited President Trump with getting just under 600,000 mail-in votes. And so, the Democrats, after Trump had won their state, to change that result, counted 1,126,940 votes more mail-in votes than they had already documented that they had ever received from voters. And that's how, even though Donald Trump won Pennsylvania by over 700,000 votes, Pennsylvania flipped that via blatant fraud using the mail-in ballots. 
Well, nationwide, mail-in voting was used to commit voter fraud, and in November of 2023, the revered polling firm of Rasmussen Reports asked voters about the 2020 election, and they found that almost a third of voters nationwide voted by mail, which is clearly and obviously known to be a way to commit fraud. Absentee ballots should only go out to those who cannot be present on election day in their state of legal residence. Most commonly, this applies to military service people assigned elsewhere. The Rasmussen poll asked those who had voted by mail if they had filled out other people's ballots, or if other people had filled out their ballots, or if they had cast mail-in ballots in states where they were not residents, or if they had signed ballots on behalf of others, even without knowledge or permission of the other. And the results of these questions to voters were stunning. Double-digit percentages of voters admitted anonymously to avoid criminal prosecution that they had committed those heinous crimes in the 2020 election. But it's never enough and Democrats are going even further in their attempts to steal the next presidential election. They've launched outrageous lawfare against the frontrunner, President Trump. Those attacks are laughably ridiculous, but the result of lawfare is that the accused must defend at great cost, even against obviously bogus charges. And as I knew would happen since January of 2021, when the leftists started characterizing the Patriotic Assembly seeking to uphold election integrity as an insurrection, they used that word because it was part of a long-term strategy to take the man they have never legitimately beaten off the ballot. The violence of January 6, 2021 was perpetrated by leftists. It was facilitated by Nancy Pelosi, and it was spurred by overwhelming numbers of deep state operatives. And President Trump did reasonable things to encourage only peaceful behavior, including asking for many thousands of National Guard to be present as a deterrent against any inappropriate behavior, and telling the pro-Americans to be peaceful in all they did, and advising those same people to leave when the leftists and false flag operatives started trouble. Nevertheless, the Democrats impeached President Trump over the incident and, of course, he was properly acquitted as being completely innocent of any wrongdoing. That impeachment and the acquittal is important in the ongoing warfare that the Democrats are waging against America because their continued ridiculous attempts to keep President Trump off of 2024 ballots relies on their bogus interpretation of the 14th Amendment. The attempts to disqualify President Trump are laughably wrong for several reasons. But one is that the remedy for ensuring that even a president is not above the law is impeachment. That already happened, and President Trump was acquitted. That's the end of that question and that accusation about insurrection forever. Another reason the Democrats' attempts to remove President Trump from ballots are laughably wrong is that the 14th Amendment gives no power to anyone other than the United States Congress regarding federal or national candidates being on ballots. But two wacky leftist states, Colorado and Maine, so far, 
have pressed the button to test what level of outrageous malfeasance people may withstand in such matters. The Colorado State Supreme Court, populated exclusively by leftists who are by definition disqualified from upholding the responsibilities of a Supreme Court justice at any level, voted to disqualify President Trump from the ballots in that state. The Secretary of State for Colorado, while championing that evil declaration by those illegitimate jurists, did say that President Trump will not be removed from the Colorado ballots unless the United States Supreme Court were to act to make his removal approved. That, by the way, won't happen, which is why the Secretary of State took that posterior covering action. The Secretary of State of Maine didn't even wait for any court to opine. She just declared President Trump ineligible all on her own. But it's noteworthy that she also suspended her own outrageous action, so President Trump is still qualified to be on the ballot in Maine. A little bit more on Maine Secretary of State Shanna Bellows at the end of the episode, but first, let's look at how hypocritical Democrats are about election challenges. As documented by Millie Weaver, in October of 2020, a leftist group called the Sunrise Movement explained how Democrats were going to ensure President Trump could not be reelected, no matter what voters did, and what they would do when the voters likely chose President Trump. The Democrats in this so-called Sunrise Movement, and at large, had a document they called The Count, which detailed how they would contest President Trump's victory when it came to pass in that next month of November 2020. Part of that document says that Democrats in Congress must delegitimize Trump by any means, quote, up to and including voting in unison against any Republican effort to count Trump's electoral college votes and ordering the sergeant-at-arms to remove Republicans from the House chamber and boycotting the Electoral College count and staging protests inside of the Capitol to make it physically impossible for Congress to meet, end quote. Democrats planned to do the things Republicans never even did and then staged a false flag version of their own plans, counting on so-called news media to perpetuate the upside-down narrative about that, which made it look to many people like Republicans were doing what Democrats had actually intended to do if their other attempts to steal the election didn't get that required result. Again, understand this and recognize that the Democrats' war against America, which Barack Obama stated has the objective to, quote, fundamentally transform this nation, unquote, is ongoing, and it is deadly serious. Democrats planned before the 2020 election to delegitimize Trump by any means. I'm going to repeat what the Democrats wrote as parts of their strategy to do this, to 
subvert the democratic outcome of the election to undermine our democracy, which by the way, we don't have a democracy. We have a Republic, but to do everything that they ridiculously accuse Republicans of doing Democrats plans included this quote up to and including voting in unison against any Republican effort to count Trump's electoral college votes, ordering the Sergeant at arms to remove Republicans from the house chamber, boycotting the electoral college count and staging protests inside of the Capitol to make it physically impossible for Congress to meet in quote. Now I emphasize again, this observable reality. Every American needs to know and understand Democrats explicitly and in writing planned to do the things Republicans never even did. And then those Democrats staged a false flag version of their own plans, counting on bogus news media to perpetuate the perverse narrative that makes it look to many people as if Republicans did what Democrats actually intended to do. And since most Americans now acknowledge that the 2020 election was corrupted by fraud, and since actual footage of January 6, 2021 undermines the false media narratives about that day, and those videos are becoming more available, the Democrats recognize that their war against America has a critical milestone in 2024. There is no limit to what Democrats will do against pro-Americans. So as we conclude, let's look again at Maine's Secretary of State, Shina Bellows. She is not only unilaterally assuming the authority of the United States Congress, but she is also inclined to censor any truth she doesn't like. The typical Democrat trick for such censorship is to call the offending truth by their term disinformation. One item that Shanna Bellows is targeting as disinformation is a claim that voting machines by ES and S are connected to the internet in Kentucky. Well, there's a problem. On January 10th of 2020, NBC News reported that ESNS was using 14,000 modems, that's how you connect to the internet, to establish internet connections for voting machines, including in Kentucky. In February of 2018, the New York Times had detailed ESNS's installation of remote access software on their election management systems. Further evidence surfaced in March of 2018, a month later than that New York Times report, when ESNS admitted in a letter to Senator Ron Wyden, remote access software had in fact been installed on their election management system. All computerized voting equipment can be hacked because all such equipment must receive programming before each election, and that can come through memory cards or USB drives or other means, but any means to communicate with it can introduce a hack. Consider also that these are often older computers and will be running out of date less 
secure operating systems. Now, suppose a county election management system were infected with a malware, for example. In that case, the malware could spread from that system to a USB drive, which would transfer it to all the other machines and optical scanners and tabulators that collect, count, and determine election results for that county. That's just an example. Some of these machines we know in 2020 were actually, at least temporarily, connected to the internet itself. And as I documented on this program in November of 2020, <clears throat> some of the voting machines had a uh, vulnerability called QSnatch that allowed uh, external access and administrator access to people that didn't even have a password. Now, all of these problems are exacerbated by manufacturers having also installed remote access software and modems connecting the voter machines potentially to the Internet. Some of those were cellular modems, so physical connections weren't even required. And this is a problem with the authoritarian left's goal of censoring critics. Shanna Bellows and her fellow travelers like Joe Biden would censor American citizens from telling the truth about real election vulnerabilities while they perpetuate an academic of election disinformation. So listeners, get ready for an intense 2024. Happy New Year. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.